In today's episode, we're speaking to Kim Selby. Kim is the podcast host of Ignite Your Spark and has been in the fashion industry for the past 50 or so years. Let's find out how she changed her mindset to change her life. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And guess what? I have an absolute treat for you. We have the one and only Kim Selby. Welcome, Kim. Thank you so much. Yes, I guess there's a one and only of all of us, right? <laughs> but you are always, you are awesome. You are amazing. I mean, the, all, the, everything that we just listed and the people who were listening, you know, I've just talked about her intro and, you know, all the things that you've achieved and where you are right now, you are an, a, a kick-ass, badass lady. So I'm so happy and so, so happy, excited to be speaking to you today. So welcome, welcome, Kim. So Kim, just for everyone, so just for having me go home. I it really was, appreciate it. It's such a pleasure. So just to, um, just to, for, for, you know, for us, for you to introduce yourself in your own words, please tell everybody what it is that you do and, you know, where are you? Being, and I'm proud of my age, 64 years old. 64, 64 years young. Let's just it's correct true. 64 years young. And I do, I do usually say that. <laughs> the, where I am today, of course, is not where I was yesterday or 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago. So it's a really long journey, really. And everybody's life is a long journey. Today, I was called, and I don't mean just today, certainly, but this past, well, obviously this past year, which has been unusual, I would say that I am very proud to say, when people say, what do you do? Because everybody always does say that. I am a podcast host. That is what I am so proud to say. Yep. I am the host of a podcast called Ignite Your Spark. Wait, I was a guest. That's how we met. <laughs> and it was a wonderful episode, by the way. I am fascinated by human beings and their journeys. And more importantly, by people who are sharing their innate, authentic gifts, which really is their light. Yes. Because I'm really passionate about igniting other people's lights, finding the spark within them so that we can create this voluminous world full of lit up people. Exactly. And, and other people can actually benefit from that light and maybe find a bit of you know, light in maybe in the darkness that they're, they find themselves in. Because everybody, and this, I'm not saying this because I'm so amazing. I've been there as well. Every individual has their episodes or sections in the life when they do go through their own darkness and they need some sort of light to guide them out. And that these people, these individuals could be those beacon of lights, which helps you to come out your darkness. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we teach what we need to learn as well. Agreed. And I am not one who dwells on the light. I mean, on the dark, excuse me. (laughs) I am one who dwells on the light. I have always been more of the glass half full and the Pollyanna type, which I don't know if you or your listeners, you know, are familiar. It's very American. I, I, even I don't know what that means. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, someone who's always polypositive oh, you know, okay. and someone who may not always accept the darkness. And I have to admit that I would much prefer to live in the light than live in the dark. I'm a daytime person. I much prefer accomplishing what I need to accomplish in life. I will be outside if the sun is shining. I am just, in, I'm happier in the light than in the darkness. Mm which doesn't mean that I haven't been through dark times. And in fact, you know, I'm going through some somewhat of a health thing right now, but I don't dwell on it. Yeah. You know, I think it's really important to find the spark within or from outside sources in order to ignite your own spark, because we have to look for it every single day. Every single day you make a choice. Agreed. Every single day, it's a choice. And you have to make it either consciously or initially is a conscious choice. And then it becomes a habit. Then it becomes an unconscious choice. And But you still have to make it every single day. You choose to be happy and you choose not to. Well, even if you think, oh, I'm not choosing. Yes, you are. You're choosing not to be happy because happiness comes from within. So so that's great. So that's what you're doing in the moment. So tell us, how did you get to it? Because you don't see very many you know, baby boomers doing podcasting. It's not that thing to do. So how did you you know, transition and go into this field of podcasting? I have always, always loved performing. From Mm. the time I was five years old, when people would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would say, I want to be a star. (laughs) I love that. I know. I'm not sure. It was just something I was born with. I loved Mm. dance. At the age of three, I started ballet classes. And I remember seeing The Sound of Music in a theater. And it was probably one of the first movies I ever saw. Mm-hmm. And on the way out, people stopped me and said, you look like Gretel, the littlest girl, mm-hmm. because I was very young. You could have been her. And I'm thinking, yes, I could have. I should have. <laughs> I have always loved making people laugh and smile and found that I was really gifted at doing it on a stage. That was a way to reach a lot of people, even from the time I was five. But when I was growing up, it wasn't like there was a theater school around the corner. There was no nothing for me to develop that other than through the dance until I got into school and was in every performance everywhere, anything I could possibly do. But I was never trained professionally as a young child. Had that been accessible, I would have loved that. Although I don't think my parents were really that keen on me pursuing acting as a career, which is what I had wanted to do. So they sort of talked me out of that. But I did theater my whole life. And when I went to college, I you know, just went to a, a wonderful, amazing liberal arts university and did theater while I was there and then wanted to go to graduate school in theater. And my parents said, well, if you want us to pay, no. And <laughs> so you need to do something more practical. And my mother said, you're a really good writer. You should do something like that. And I thought, okay, I'll get a degree in broadcast journalism. Because at the time, I believe Oprah had just sort of come out. She was, she's around my age, a little bit older. And Katie Couric was this amazing interviewer. And I loved Jane Pauley. And I loved all these people who were in broadcasting. So back then, when I went to school just to get an advanced degree, because Mm. I didn't know what else to do, I thought, oh, I would love to be an interviewer. So this is 40 some odd years ago Mm. that I knew that this was something I wanted, but life took a series of turns. Mm. My mother passed away when I was in graduate school. And that year I found out I was adopted by going through some things. Oh, okay. So 
I was an only child and I come upon this information. So my story is so all over the place. I don't mean to be erratic, but all of it is. It's made you where you are. So, you know, let's just go with it. Let's just go. Because <laughs> sometimes it is at different points, at different things happen. And there's no, you know, there isn't a thread to it. And just in, when you walk away, you put the pieces together. And that's what made you who you are right now. So every exactly. piece is important, whether it's, you know, it chronologically makes sense or not. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And it is who I am today. And it, I was brought up with inner strength. And my mm-hmm. parents raised me to be very strong and independent. They always said, you know, you don't need to ever get married, rush to get married. You know, it's not, you can do whatever you want. It's you, up mm-hmm. to you. And I remember being 12 years old and my dad said, now you go up to, we were getting on an airplane, you, you hand your ticket to them. I want you to, you know, so I was raised to be independent, Hmm. which turned out to be a good thing because, you know, my parents passed when I was younger. So I was 22 when my mom died and I find out I'm adopted. Hmm. And that is really one of my stories. I have many stories and it was eye opening, and I was not that surprised. And yet I was, Hmm. it, I, it's hard to describe, I guess I had had that feeling, but we will fast forward through that because that is a whole other story. And I didn't tell my dad though, that I found out, I told a girlfriend who had been adopted and she told her mother and her mother told my father. And so then we all pretended I did. Oh, it was just weird. And then eventually I went back to um, graduate school and, and I met my dad in Manhattan and he said, I have to tell you something. So he knew, I knew, but then he pretended and he told me I was adopted. I was a chosen child and they didn't want people to make fun of me. And, you know, that's a whole other story, which I would love to connect with other people who might have this same experience. Although everybody's experience is different. I've not met anybody yet who has my exact experience, but going back to graduate school, you know, having just lost my mom, it wasn't that important to me what I did. You know, somehow I got through school and I knew I really wanted to interview people and I wanted to get on this path that I have finally come onto. But my mom died. I moved to Manhattan with all my friends and started a different path, got into advertising and public relations, and then tried to be an actress for a couple of years before my father finally said he would support me if not finally, but he said, I'll support you for a year if you really want to try this, because I don't want you to be a 50 year old housewife running around going, I wish I had done this. You know, I still am now a 60 year old running around thinking, I wish I, (laughs) 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 but I, it wasn't obviously wasn't meant to be, you know, I tried and I, I did tons of community theater, which was a saving grace for me with this wonderful community theater organization in Manhattan, but it wasn't, you know, my path. I, I really enjoyed working And I ended up in fashion. I ended up working for Glamour magazine as a traveling editor and put on the pages of the magazine. We brought the pages of the magazine to life in our presentations. We traveled around the country. So I was always speaking in front of people. I was always presenting. And that gave me so much joy to see faces that were smiling and laughing because of what I was saying or the information that I was imparting. And I so got joy out of that. But, you know, then life throws other things at you. My father passed away. And actually, that was prior to my glamour job. I had worked in advertising and PR. But, you know, I just thought I was in Manhattan. I had turned 30 and I had loved my job at Glamour, but it was time to move on. And I moved to San Francisco. And at the time, 
how was I had always wanted to be on television as a, mm. re, you know, an interviewer. And I just, yeah. I didn't know how to do that. I, I just didn't know. So I ended up not doing that and ended up again, once again, in fashion, mm. being the fashion director at Saks Fifth Avenue in mm. Palo Alto here in California. And that was a fabulous experience because I did get to talk in front of groups and do fashion presentations. I also created fashion shows mm. for many, many years. Once the store closed, I had my children. I created my own fashion show production company called. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So for 20 plus years, I produced fashion shows Hmm. and in the production of fashion shows, it wasn't just like a model on a runway. It was a theatrical experience. That's what I brought to it because they were primarily non-professional models. I worked with high schools or organizations who had their members or their students as the models. So I would train these people Hmm. and I would see the difference that an adorable outfit and some makeup and getting your hair done, I could see the transformation that occurred. And this really spoke to me because there were women who would model with their children. And as they were required to do with this one school I did, I worked with, and they would be hesitant and afraid. And I, they'd get all this great clothing and makeup and hair, and they'd walk on the runway to great music and through my encouragement, not that I'm, you know, to pat myself on the back, but helping them believe in themselves Mm. really brought them to life. And they would thank me afterwards saying that was the best night of my life. Two minutes, you know, two minutes on the runway. And I saw the transformational power of hair and makeup and coaching. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I did that for many, many years. And then I transitioned into working with women to help them transform their lives. Mm -hmm. And I became a creativity coach and I've done events for women Mm -hmm. because I've always felt that need to inspire people, that need to bring out the best in someone. And this is sort of the roundabout way of why it's my podcast is Ignite Your Spark because I want to bring out the best in people. I want people to realize that they have it within themselves. So whether you're walking on a runway or you're cooking dinner or you're raising a child, you need to be who you are in that moment and share your light, share your light with the gift of food that you're creating for your family. I just think it's vitally important that you you, every single human realizes they have that light, even if they don't think it's there. Like these women who would not walk on a runway. Oh no, I'm too heavy. I'm too short. I'm too skinny. I'm this. No, you're not. You're perfect. Just the way you are. Just the way you are. I I love that. And I, I want to, I mean, I want to interject something here. I know what it's like. Um, you know, when you, when you, as a, I don't know if this happens to men so much or not, but with females, especially irrespective of how they look, they, you know, when the responsibility of motherhood comes upon them and they're, 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 you know, they're doing the school run and they're doing the cooking for the kids and making sure that school homework is done and the whole house is clean and whatnot. And you, and while all, you know, some of them actually do this while maintaining a full-time job, right? So they do all of this somewhere along those lines, taking care of themselves and feeling good about themselves just goes out the window. And I remember myself not long ago, my business took off and I did really well. And all of a sudden I had no time and with the lockdown as well. And this happened just six months ago. I looked in the mirror and I thought, what happened to me? I feel, I actually felt old. I felt, I'm like, oh my God, I haven't got my nails done because obviously the nail salons are closed. Um, so no many penny for me now. And I haven't really given myself, you know, like real tech pamper care on my face as well. And I felt old. And I'm thinking, huh, wait, wait, 
I'm in my 40s. Why am I freaking feeling old, right? That's not right. I don't feel old when I'm 80. Forget 40. But it's a conscious decision. But I'm well aware of not to make that. Whereas I know I've been there in my early 30s. And because of the abuse of marriage, I felt crap about myself. I didn't feel good about myself at all. So that I can I can imagine those ladies who were given that little bit of pampering for that short duration were made center of the light on the runway just for two minutes. That's more than enough. But that made them feel good about themselves. And that's why the inner light shone. And they looked fabulous, not because of the hair and the makeup, but because they felt good about themselves. And this is so important. So what you're doing is so, so important. I saw, you know, hats off to you. This is what's really, really important because you, everybody, I mean, irrespective of whether you're gender, man, woman, whatever, you need to feel good about yourself. And women especially, they need to let themselves off the hook and think, yes, they're perfect just the way they are. They may not be a size zero or a four or whatever they are now. They may be heavier or very heavy, doesn't matter. They are still beautiful. And actually, you know, I don't know what this idea of being slim is. One of the most beautiful women I know, she's a cousin of mine, and she wears a hijab. And she, every time I look upon her, honestly, she has the most beautiful face. She's just stunning. Like, she's stunning. She just sits there, having a cup of tea in front of me on the sofa, just thump down. And I, I, can't, I can't take my eyes off her. She's so attractive. And I keep telling her that you're so pretty. She goes, you just think because you're my cousin. And she doesn't actually, by the way, she doesn't feel good about herself. And yet I just think she's gorgeous. <laughs> she's really is gorgeous. And it, that's exactly the point because she's too busy being a mummy and a wife to think that she's gorgeous and she's let go. But if you paid that attention to her, made her realize exactly she, how she, beautiful she is, that spark would come back, no? Yes, absolutely. It's so vital that we find that spark within. It is so vital. Mm. And we have been programmed to not take care of ourselves really yeah it's selfish too you know you you can't give yourself time you have to be cooking food for the kids right exactly and we've also been programmed to not pat ourselves on the back Mm. and what I have encouraged people to do whether it's through the classes I've done is take a moment and really really literally take your hand and pat yourself on the back and say good job good job. You are having a great day. You are doing the best you can. And you know what? That's pretty darn good. Mm, I mean, it's all about acknowledging our strengths and our gifts and giving ourselves credit for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's really important, acknowledging your success, acknowledging how well you're doing and making time for self-care. I think that's important. It really is important. And even if you don't have the funds to go out and get a manicure or pedicure, Mm -hmm. if you have a bathtub, that is one of the most important things you can do is take some Epsom salts and Mm -hmm. some essential oils and add baking soda because that helps with the detox. Mm -hmm. And just take, if you can't take 20, take 10 minutes to yourself Mm -hmm. and sit in that bathtub. Self-care also includes meditation. Mm Self-care means taking time and minutes for yourself to access your inner knowing, to access that inner you, because that's where the glow starts, right in your heart, that little spark, it's there. It may have been dimmed, but it is there. Agreed, agreed. So how did you eventually transition from there into broadcasting? I mean, sorry, into podcasting? Oh, well, I have been in fashion a long time. And so, you know, I've always done that and in some form or another, but uh, five years ago, I actually, oh, 
Well, actually, let me step back to that. Uh, with a friend in Manhattan, I created an event called Next, Navigating Exciting Transitions for Women. Mm-hmm. And we hosted a panel of women. We did it in Manhattan. She lives there. I live in California, but I did one in California as well. And we had five women who had made significant transitions in their life from one thing to another, women over a certain mm-hmm. age. And one of the women had created an online presence called The Three Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And it is more than a website, but there it's a newsletter that goes out to women over a certain age. And she does an LA, a national edition. And then I said, well, why don't you do San Francisco? And she said, do you want to write it? I said, yes. So I've been writing a newsletter for five years. Oh, wow. Okay. For women over a certain age uh, via this platform, online platform called The Three Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And then the editor, Cheryl, said, I think we should do a podcast. This is two years ago, two and a half years ago. And I said, I am so in Mm. because I just knew this was something I wanted to do. So I started co-hosting a podcast with her two and a half years ago and loved it so much. And during the pandemic, I just, I created a class called Ignite Your Spark. And I did that and something came to me and I said, I'm going to do my own podcast because I want to interview the people I want to interview. Not that I didn't get fabulous people to interview on the other one, which I still do. But this is just, there was something calling to me. And I thought I can learn this. I can do this. So I learned a whole new skill level of editing podcasts. (laughs) The talking is the easy part for me. It's the marketing and the editing that certainly is the challenge Hmm. and still is a challenge getting the word out. But I just decided I had to do this. I had to do this on my own. And I cannot tell you the joy that it brings to me to speak with people every week or whenever I do my interviews. But like I'm lit up like right now I was talking to you. This is my joy. I could do this all day long, just sharing light and sharing words of white haired wisdom, as I call it now. It's the pandemic and my hair's white. You see long. It actually looks really lovely. You are very, very attractive. So, yeah, it, but it does suit you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I call it my halo now. <laughs> Perfect. How apt. So, I just jumped in. Honestly, I jumped in. I often jump and then think. I know yeah. it's in some ways that's good. In other ways, it's not so good. <laughs> I jumped and boy, did I have to dive into the editing podcasting part of it. And I'm still learning. It's been six months. So I've done six months of podcasts once a week. I've just made it. And if I, for some reason I didn't get it out, I'm not going to beat myself yeah. up. You know, that's another thing I really like to tell people is, you know, you set your goals and it's make your goals. And and then if something happens, it happens. This mm-hmm. is life. We are it here is. to learn. We are here to learn and grow. So that's what happened. I knew I had all the basic skills I needed. I had the skills. I know how to draw people out. I love talking. I love interviewing people. Mm. It was just the technology part. <laughs> and, I, and I love that. It's, it's, it's you are enjoying something you're doing. At the same time, you're bringing people's stories to light and not only allowing them to shine, but other, allowing other people to learn from the stories. I remember we had an interview together and you're able to draw out information about thoughts and ideas from me, which would benefit other people. And so on the long lines, I suppose, you know, we, as me being in the profession I am, I'm already aware of my successes, but somebody else may need that reassurance or maybe listen to them as, oh, I should have done this as well. Oh, that is actually worth, you know, worthy of praise. And that is important. And like, I think off the camera, you just told me that someone heard our interview and, you know, praised me. And I was like, even though I'm used to hearing compliments, it's still nice to hear. It's still nice to hear that somebody resonated with what you said and appreciated you for it. 
and that's igniting your spark exactly what you're doing which is awesome and yeah you are doing an amazing job and i'm yeah i think you're the only broadcaster no actually one of the few females anyway um who are you know who are of certain age and who are doing this and i think this should be able to anybody but it's just that mental barrier that say oh it's a new technology can i learn new skill set whatever and you've been so amazing you just oh something amazing let me go let me jump down in and let me learn on the way which is exactly my philosophy by the way so, <laughs> if something amazing comes up in about 20 years for me or when i'll be 60 something i'll probably do the same thing like let's jump off the cliff first let's build our plane on the way down <laughs> That's exactly right. And I really, there are, you know, there, we are all distinct personalities. Yes, of course. And there are people out there who are going to research the heck out of something prior to jumping yeah. in. And that's great. And I like to have those people as friends because I can say, okay, well, how do you do this? I know you've researched it. I don't have the time or energy or brain power right now. So kind of share that with me. I do that with one of my very good friends on Instagram. Thank you, Paul. He's amazing. You know, I, I do not have all the technology to do the reels or the this or the that. And he will share information with me. And I feel so grateful to have that. But there, are, the world is here for all of us of because course. I'm an air element. I'm out there airy, you know, but we need all of us. And I've learned so much from the people that I have interviewed, Gull. Mm-hmm. I mean, from you, I have my, you know, I have my avatar. That ah, I my avatar. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I do. And I interviewed a woman, uh, oh, a couple of authors. I've just so gotten so much out of it that it is, there, there are so many reasons why I'm doing this podcast. But the first, of course, was to bring light to the people to whom I am interviewing and share their light because, oh, you all have so many amazing gifts. And I just want everybody to know you all have those gifts. Yes. Everyone does. Every single individual. Yes. Every single person. I don't care if you think you don't, you do. I always say God doesn't have any favorites. You know, every single person has been given a unique a talent or ability, whether you recognize that or not. It's, it's, you know, that's your, that's your issue whether you recognize it. But God does not have favorites. Every single individual has a unique talent and ability. And if you actually monetize, if you really focus on it, you can, the world's your oyster. You can have anything you want. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. And what you are doing, because we all need to be appreciated and compensated for these gifts. Exactly. And exactly. so many spiritual leaders and spiritual people feel that they aren't worthy of that, even though they are giving their gifts. And what you are doing is offering people the opportunity to realize, oh, I am deserving. Yes, I'm worthy and I'm worth it. I'm worthy. And yes, I am worthy in terms of the uh, a paycheck too. <laughs> especially, especially. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So that now we're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for being such an amazing guest. You guys will know that, of course, we're going to have a Kim back on our Money Talkie segment. We'll be learning from her because she's got a wealth of knowledge and we can definitely learn so much from her. So we'll have her back then. But for today, thank you so much, Kim. Kim, where can we find you and how can we connect with you? Well, I'm very active on Instagram <laughs> under Kim Duff. Selby. So that's my maiden name, which I would not give up because I'm the last. Hmm. So K-I-M-D-U-F-F Selby on Instagram and on Facebook. And then I have a website, which is Kim-Selby.com. But that's a landing page. Instagram is where I show up. <laughs> Motivate people with motivational minutes. <laughs> For those listening, um, all the links that Kim has just mentioned, they'll be, if you're listening to this in the podcast, they'll be in the show notes. And if you're watching this on YouTube, 
down below in this description section, we will have all her links. So do go and check it out, connect with her. She's an amazing, amazing, amazing entrepreneur and somebody who's who's really entertaining, as you can see, as well as knowledgeable. Well, thank you so much, Kim, for being such an amazing guest. And for those listening, it's a, in listening to me and Kim today, thank you so much. I will be back with another amazing guest on a Friday feature, sharing their story and telling us how they changed their life by working on the mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Gore Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.